This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. First of all, the, the place I picked up on me to sing Matzi and Kippa actually happens to be a strange place. It's a Lubavitch a minute. And it's just, I, I, you know, just like this, Kabbalah Emes Mishom, Kabbalah Zaminik. It's, it's, a, it's something that's very, and there's a significance to it because Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, besides being seen as a personal time of tshuva and so on, it, it's a mochama between Klaisol and Umasalim. Esav and Umasalim are the Mekatrikim, and they're Mekatrik of Hashbarahu. And Chazal say that the reason for Lulav is Lulav is like a sword, and it says when you have two people fencing and you don't know who won, the person that comes out holding the sword is the winner. So the lulav is kilo to most of a sword, it's more sharp. So Klai is all coming out, it's a nitzachum. So there's the element of nitzachum, you know, when we finish in Kippur, we protect like that that things went well, there's that element, and the, the song is, obviously it's based on a, on a march, um, say, uh, um, to, uh, which, which has a strident note of, of a victory, which is betzim, I mean, that's what Chazal say, the Motsi and Kippur to Sukkotis. That's one thing, just to explain why it is, uh, why somehow we've incorporated it. Secondly, um, there's something that, that every year irks me again and again. Somebody uh, uh, from, not here anymore, a religious professor who put out a lot of manuscripts and things of that nature, Tefillin, that type of stuff. He was a Shemitari Mitzvah, a big black yarmulke. Not a venture in any sense of the word, no sense of the word, I would say. And I mean, it's spoiled in a lot of his writings. And, and it has a lot of German arrogance. The person was Yeki, and there's a lot of the Yeki arrogance that whatever he under- does understand is not. So he writes in Akdom about Piyutim, some strive to sublime beauty, some of this, and some are just a meaningless mixture of words, such as Azarat Now. Adas Amuna, the Maril, the Maril was the the one who based all the Minhagi Ashkenaz. The Maril was Meyasit. The the, the Minhagi that we have that Ramon brings up on Maril, basically the Marak, the Maril, same proof. And Maril was the the Av of all the Minhagi. He writes about it that he should say every single word with tremendous kavana and and, and it, because every single word has shameless neiros and so on and so forth in, in it. The Cholos brings it down that this is the shir that Malachim say. So he didn't find any meaning in it. I don't understand why he didn't find any meaning in it. So he writes it off that, you know, I'm not curious. There's a certain arrogance that, that's beyond all words. The Maril says that this is the most noble shir he found. The Cholos, which is, which is a, a, a sefer from the Zoya, says the shir Malachim. And Kveda Professor didn't seem to find the poetic, uh, he rated a D minus poet, poetically and he wiped it off the list. Uh, it, it, it rankles me every time. There is the Teichon we spoke about last year was, I don't want to be my on the last year's Teichon, about the, the fact that Malochim distinguished themselves from a Baruch Hu, Malochim are always shneers. Malochim come in pairs because they're not a Baruch Hu, they're not Echad. So you always have Ein Malach Echad Shlichas. Malochim come in twos. And and they, you, they counterbalance each other usually. 
there's malachim that are mitzad small malachim you mean different different uh, find it, but the t- main difference between malachim and a kaddish baruch is malachim are twos pairs of twos and a kaddish baruch is echad and that's why the shir the malachim is that that all of them they take all these pairs some of them are opposite some complement each other and the miyachet a kaddish baruch that's that's the general take of the shir it had a special meaning to me this year the the the, the um, Adaras Amuna, because of a continuation of the stories that I said over the first day of Rosh Hashanah, um, I guess I can be a little more specific with some more of a personal setting. Uh, the person we spoke about was my Mokhtanister, my um, fourth child's uh, deceased mother-in-law, who was Nifter about three weeks after the wedding. Um, and it's later, the Yorta has come up about a month or so. She was an Isha G'dayla Admoit, Admoit, she's an awesome person, Balashuva. Uh, and Yishach a very, very, very special person. And the story I started that first day of Shoshana had a little bit of a continuation to it. Um, she was a person who kept herself very strong, and when she finally broke a week or so before, before she was Nifta, I, like I told over, she, she was trying to figure out what a Kashbrach wants, and like we said, we spoke about Malchus, but the point, another point that she made was there was a certain hidden thread of gaiva she felt in the fact that she could stand up to Yisurim and when she broke, it's something, it's good to have a person of gaiva broken, that was basically but this, I heard a hesped, I heard on tape, I didn't hear it a person obviously from a friend of hers there was a series of hespeded by women uh, at a women's gathering and a friend of her, a close friend of hers, a woman also balstruva with an awesome, awesome, awesome sense of Poetry, magnificent. I've never heard anyone as, as good. She, she she wrote it up also subsequently. Said over her last meeting with her when she was alive, she came to visit her two or three days before she was nifta, and her strength was ebbing. And this is when that incident. It was when she told us you know, that sometimes it's good for a person to be broken and so on. So she said she could barely talk. Ready, she was down to a whisper, and. She wanted to do something with her, for her, and she couldn't eat anymore, really. There was nothing to... So she asked her, do you want to sing? And my Mokhtanista nodded. And she asked what? And she said, Adair Samuna. And to describe the woman who said it, who said over the story, she said, I took her hand in my hand, and her cold hand, her hands were already cold, they were already dying, and I warmed it with my hand, I warmed her cold hands with my hands, and I warmed my cold nesham with her nesham. <coughs> and she said, "Hagayva v'akdula lechayelamim." She said, "So we sang together. So we started singing at Yerusha Muna Bina Bracha." Hagayva v'akdula lechayelamim, and obviously she was referring back to that incident. And then she said, "We finished off Ashir v'Ashir lechayelamim, Matilah v'Tivas lechayelamim." That was the goodbye. That was the last words she whispered out. The male been laying on my mind a long time. It was especially touching to me this year to sing it. So, bearing in mind both the, the, the tremendous teichn of it and the same stride note that it is behold that Kalayus also victory march Kalayus is, is comes out victorious from the Kitrugim and they sing this song the Malachim. So we'll just ask to go through it again once or twice or third into it. Oh, uh, <laughs> 